Rocky Top will always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Hey, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Off the Leash. Uh, it has been a while, man. Really, we were just kind of, you know, kind of sitting on that victory. Um, again, not a not a great game or a great showing, but but again, man, another win, another SEC win. More importantly, and moving on to the next. So, kind of want to cover a few things on the game. Uh, yes, it was a sloppy game, and we have things to improve. Like I said, our focus this week should have been on us as uh, Tennessee. But to be honest, um, and maybe it's just because you know we're in a good place right now, but I feel like Tennessee improved more overall as a team uh, than Georgia did. Now, I don't know how much that's saying at this particular time. You know, it may not even matter. But those are the things that we have to start concerning ourselves with. Um, so, yeah, going to try to pick that apart today. So, 5-0. Tennessee at home. I don't think anybody was, you know, really worried about an upset. But Tennessee, similar to the Missouri game, did uh, cut it close towards the end of the game. Uh, I believe they got, you know, within 11 or 12, uh, similar to the Missouri game. So, uh, but, yeah, sloppy play by us. Even our first touchdown, Isaac Nada takes it to the house after blowing an assignment um, and, you know, being at the right place at the right time. Sometimes it is better to be lucky than it is good. Now, for me, uh, I took this game two different ways, um, and most people will. You know, the fact that, you know, we're so good that we can make mistakes and still beat a team by, what was it, 38 to 12, you know, 26 points, three touchdowns. And that's, that's cute right now, but we really have to get better as far as, you know, our execution. It's, this part of the season, when you have a good team like this, it tends to get, you know, you tend to get complacent. It tends to get, you lull yourself to sleep. And it'll be the same case next week during homecoming when Vanderbilt comes to Athens. Um, hopefully Kirby, you know, a lot of us remember the last time they came to Athens, they pulled that upset when we went forward on fourth and one uh, and got stuffed when uh, they had Cunningham. Now, Cunningham is, is a ball player, but just so many, so many blown plays that I saw. Uh, DeAndre Swift, though he had two touchdowns, could have had three, dropped a screen pass. They finally run a screen pass, and, and he drops it, you know, just looking upfield. Um, you know, missed blocks, the assignment by, by Nada. Cade Mays has come in and, play, and played really well. So I'll give, you know, the offense the benefit of the doubt. We're missing some starters, doing some shuffling. That's fine. And for the most part, we kept Jake Fromm upright. Uh, but even Jake Fromm, you know, a lot of people are already starting to – some Georgia fans I just I just don't understand. So the same Georgia fans that were saying, oh, Jake Fromm's going to be he's gonna, – he's going to be that guy when he gets to campus. Jacob Easton is, is you know, he's got all the, you know, the tangible stuff, you know, 6'5", uh, cannon for an arm, you know, the, the, the perfect quarterback, you know, as far as, you know, the aesthetics. But Jake Fromm, you know, this kid's just a baller. Uh, you know, Drew Brees is what I like to compare him to, you know, just making completions. Sits in the pocket, doesn't get rattled, uh, more than a game manager, a leader of our team. And now that, you know, he's not putting up Heisman-type numbers, people want to see Justin Fields in. And it's good the way Kirby has done it. In my opinion, Kirby as has really found a good way to bring Justin Fields in to create that spark. 
Now, if you really watch the game, our our running offense was struggling. Now, what's a good way to kind of break a defense up? Put another running back who happens to be your quarterback on the field. So when Justin Fields come in, they can no longer, you know, read options, become double the threat. You know, he can pull it, he can give it, he can make a pass. Now, he only passed for five yards. So for those of you asking, you know, Justin Fields needs to be that guy, I'm not I'm not quite sure he's ready uh, from a passing offensive standpoint to, you know, lead our team yet. He will get there. He's very accurate. And I think he could be just as good as a passer as Jake Fromm. But give him time. Fromm has earned his way. Lest all the friend, all the fans forget SEC championship, national championship berth. This kid's going to get better. Right now, I think they're just as bored as we are. Coming out every Saturday knowing that we're going to dominate opponents on talent alone. Now, with that being said, we, we had our offensive struggles and we still scored 38. Lowest, I believe, of the season, but I mean, damn near 40. Defense, however, defense was outstanding. Oh, Georgia can't get pressure on the quarterback. I told you, if we need to, DeAndre Walker is going to pin his ear back, ears back and go. This guy is ready for the NFL right now. The defensive line did an amazing job shedding blocks and filling their gaps, allowing or, or staying in their assignments, allowing the linebackers to fill gaps and make tackles. Monty Rice, uh, Natrez Patrick, uh, some of these younger, uh, Tate Crowder uh, had a great game. He's actually showing up well. Uh, some of these guys are even converted running backs. Uh, that kind of shows you that's coaching. That's coaching and scheming, holy. But to hold a team in the SEC who came into Sanford Stadium wanting to set the tone running the ball, to run for 66 yards, that is amazing. So while there were some downs um, you know, in the win, in the win, that was uh, definitely not one of them. That is amazing on any level to hold a team who's trying to run the ball to that level. And meanwhile, we ran the ball all day, whether it was Justin with his two touchdown runs, I believe. Um, and it was uh, Swift with two touchdown carries and then Harrion and um, look at me forgetting names. Harrion and Holyfield uh were involved in most of the yards uh, on their carries. So overall, uh, good performance. And you better believe I sang Rocky Top all night. But for those of you who want to be a little bit pessimistic, uh, I, won't, I won't argue with you wholly. There are some things that will be concerns come LSU. And again, that is my only real worry right now as a team. But I'm actually excited because I want to see this team be tested. We have yet to trail in a game. And, you know, as of this point, we're 113 plus 113 in point differential, which is second in the nation. So uh, in layman's time, we are just we're just whooping ass, especially after half after halftime when Kirby does his thing, makes his adjustments, you know, probably has to lay into a few guys who are taking it easy. Uh, we really step it up. I- I'm, I'm almost hoping that's not the case against LSU. LSU's defense will test our offense if we're having a bad day uh, like we had relatively at Tennessee. They'll make us pay. And I think that's going to be the lesson going forward. Vandy has a decent defense, so that'll be good practice. Their offense, I'm not so worried about. They lost Ralph Webb. Uh, Shermer is not having a good year this year. Obviously, without the running back threat, it you know it kind of takes that away from him being two-dimensional. 
So uh, I'm looking forward to the Vandy game. Looking forward to homecoming as well. A uh, lot of lot of other you know news right now going on uh, at UGA. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys heard of this Sasser character. Uh, just got dismissed from the team. Uh, I think that was pretty obvious how that was going to go. Now I don't know how much of it was true, and he said, she said. Uh, I'm you know seeing reports that he's a freshman, he's a senior, first baseman, Will Sasser, Adam Sasser, whatever the case may be. Um, I hate it for the kid. I hate it for the kid, and not. I'm not defending him in any way. And I guess for those of you who can't tell that I'm African-American, I definitely am. So I'm not condoning his actions at all. Uh, what he did was really stupid. And I'm, I'm really glad the uh, you know, administration decided to, to let him go. Because um, that's just dumb. Like you, first of all, there's just no, no room for that on, on a campus that you know, we just recently got awarded, I believe, with our, uh, you know, a diversity uh, award as far as public uh, education goes. And, you know, for the state of Georgia and the University of Georgia, that's that's really, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, you know, for those of you who may not be super familiar with uh, the state of Georgia and, you know, as a whole, you know, there's a lot of people who say similar things to what Sasser did. So, you know, for that, I'm glad he was punished. I hope his entire life is not ruined. But dude, you got to you know, if that's really how you feel, you know, I hope, you know, maybe you got somebody in your life that's, you know, maybe a person of color. Surely you don't feel that way about everybody. But, you know, to be in the stadium and saying that about your, you know, your hyped up five star quarterback who happens to be African-American, like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what possessed you to do that. Probably some alcohol or something like that. But, you know, some stories are saying, you know, Justin Fields was maybe involved with a lady friend of his. That's not an excuse at all. But but yeah, I guess good riddance. But I, people don't don't blow this out of proportion. There are plenty of plenty of racist people that we encounter every day. And, you know, one going there's plenty more out there. You know what I'm saying? So they dismissed him as they should. Uh, he really screwed up and he's being punished accordingly. So, you know, good riddance. But, you know, hope hopefully the kid's life is not completely over. Because he clearly made a bad mistake. But, you know, UGA as a program, you know, we're getting a lot of national attention. So any story like this is going to be magnified. Uh, just lost a five-star recruit and uh, Jaden Hassel, uh, Hasselwood, which is a big loss. But for those of you who do pay attention to recruiting, this was really, um, you know, in the cards. A lot of people were reading between the lines for a while with this. Not only now, you know, we picked up Demetrius Robinson in the offseason and he has two to three years of eligibility. We have uh, Blaylock is also coming in as a highly recruited wide receiver. We are deep. So before some of you guys go out there and you know, oh, you know, to hell with him, boy. Like, no, nah, man, wishing the best wherever he goes, uh, you know, it, unless it's Auburn or Florida, you know, but we'll see him. on. The, we'll see him on the other side of the field. We're, we're good. If he doesn't want to be a part of what we got going on for whatever reason, so be it. Let the kid live his life. When he comes back to Sanford Stadium, we'll let him have it by, by all means. But you got to make these kids make these they're, they're kids, they're kids and they're making choices for themselves or what they think is best for them right now. Uh, obviously, he would have been welcomed with open arms at Georgia and it's not over yet. December, the early signing period is on the way. He could have a change of heart or, you know, wherever he wants to go. Some people are saying Miami. I think it's Auburn or wherever else, you know, coaching changes. The carousel happens every offseason. So let it play out. 
Don't worry about it. We may not be the number one recruiting class, you know, because of this. We may not in, in all in all honesty, but who cares? Do we, we're we're doing we're doing fine. We're in good hands with Kirby. We are in a good position as a school. We are about to get into the brunt of the SC of our SEC schedule, and we are about to start making some noise. If this team can uh, correct the few mistakes that we have every week, and really start to look like a championship caliber team. Now, if you ask the the experts, Alabama is right now. Really, if you have eyes, they're playing on a different level, and that's just facts. Their defense is still, you know, tops in, tops in the nation. But that kid, when is the last time you remember Alabama having a playmaker uh, under center? I'll wait. Go down the list. Even, even uh, Sims, Blake Sims. He was a fraction of what Tua has already done. And I think, you know, offensive coordinators that they've had there, they've come and gone. But this Whoever's calling the plays now, they are using... To uh, not like, okay, we want to keep that dimension. They are exploiting it. And every time this kid throws this left-handed spiral, dude, I'm, it, it's effortless. It, it, they're beautiful passes. This kid can play. This kid is uh, Marcus Mariota. He's got it all over him. Th- this kid is that good. He scrambles. He makes plays like Johnny Manziel. That's dangerous at a school like Alabama that already runs the ball well, has the best offensive line, arguably the best offensive line. We already know about the wide receivers. No Georgia fans need to be reminded about those young guys over there. And then everything else that comes with it. So today, are we going to be able to take on Alabama? I don't think so. I I just don't think so. Just because they are dominating in the fashion that they should with, with less mistakes than we're making. Would it be a game? Of course. Now, thank God we don't have to play them next week. We have Vandy. We have time to grow. But it's time to start practicing those good habits now. And I'm sure Kirby's blue in the face telling all the, the penalties, the, the, unnecessary, the unnecessary calls that we're getting. Uh, special teams has been great, but, you know, when two good teams hit the field, it'll be one of those little things that cost you the game. It won't be against Vandy. But come LSU, Kentucky, those K- Kentucky is hype for this game now. It's at home. They have arguably with the best offensive line in the SEC. Uh, transfer quarterback from Oregon. Uh, and Snell is this year's uh, the, the running back that used to play for Vanderbilt. Uh, the, uh, anyways, I mentioned him earlier. But that's, that's what we're looking at right now. And then Auburn behind that. So I think to the... You know, honestly, you know, most people would probably, ah, we got this stretch. This team needs a tough stretch. We need to see exactly what this team is made of. LSU is going to be the first gauge. So if we win that game, you know, field goal, touchdown, 10 points, we'll kind of understand where we are as a team. And then, you know, after that, we'll, we'll get Cleveland back. Uh, Andrew Thomas should be closer to full strength. More reps. Defense is looking amazing. If we can get past LSU, I think we should be able to run the table. Kentucky's a good team this year, but I'm not super scared of them yet. Just because it's different, you know, when you're trying to upset a team who's ranked and, you know, the target's on their back. Now Kentucky's going to be right up there getting their own hype, getting their own pat on the 
pats on the back. And then at home, all the fans are going to come out. The pressure is going to be on them to survive us. Now, we will have the same nationally, but at home, when you've got another team hitting you in the mouth, you know, that pressure to have your will not be broken in front of mama and, and daddy in the stands is real. It's real. Auburn's coming here. Uh, Auburn's not getting a whole lot of attention right now, but you know, we all know that they'll be ready to play. But at home, even though history says uh, the win's not a, the at home, it's not on our side. We often we win in Auburn a lot. They win here oftentimes. But uh, that was in the Mark Rick days. Those days are gone. Love you, Mark Rick. Shout out. But Kirby, that that's just more fuel for that game. So I, I'm I'm confident in that game. And then outside of that, you know, the rankings uh, right now they're still uh, irrelevant. But you know, we're moving in the right direction. And when we get into November, the playoff rankings, our playoff position will start to actually matter. So these next few weeks. If you're paying attention to dog football, which I imagine you are if you're listening to this podcast, get ready because now it's really time to see what this team is made of. Now will be time where you can, you know, feel free to, you know, poke your chest out a little bit if we end up taking down LSU and Kentucky because it'll be it'll be it'll be warranted at that point. So, you know, good game against Tennessee. It's uh, unfortunate. I kind of like when SEC games are a little bit more competitive and you know, if you like when they beat us with that hell, hell Mary, I mean, they they still go, they're talking about they're going to keep talking about that. We beat them 38 to 12. We're supposed to beat them. You know, it's, they, they're beating up on themselves. Oh, yeah, we're trash. <laughs> you know, we we're, you know, we're not as good as, you know, like, I'm not trying to hear that. Like, I want to whoop you when you thought you was you going to get the W. But, you know, we'll give them that L and we'll keep moving. So, for, again, for you pessimistic Georgia fans out there. Remember where we've come from. It's not always been this nice. Enjoy this. Take every win for what it is because it security is not a permanent state of affairs. It's not. Enjoy every win. Tally it up. You know, sing Rocky Top and then let's move on. On to Vanderbilt next. And Vanderbilt will be, let's see. Austin P, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee, the fourth of our teams from Tennessee. Then we got some big tiger hunts or kitty cat hunts on the way. We made it through Columbia. So right now we're perfect in Columbia and we're perfect against every team in Tennessee. We own them. Let's go do the same to these wildcats, these these kitties, these tigers, whatever they want to call themselves. Let's show up because this team has a lot of growing to do. And I feel I truly feel bad for the team coming in thinking they have a chance when we when we take that next step. Yes, the next step. We have not hit our highest gear yet. Honestly, it looks like we're running in water right now. Competition hasn't really forced our hand. And, you know, we don't have that sense of urgency. I think that's the best way to put it. We have just not been playing with a sense of urgency. That's, that's about done. Uh, and I, I think most of Dog Nation is just as excited, excited as I am and, and looking forward to it. In the meantime, you know, go dogs, And, hey, Take every, take every SEC win with a grain of salt and, and keep pushing. And to hell with the rest, man. All right, well, I appreciate you guys, you know, uh, sticking with us. I know it's a little late for the recap, but, you know, uh, life happens. Uh, we'll see you guys for the preview. Uh, talk a little bit about Vandy and, you know, get, get ready for that homecoming matchup uh, between the hedges. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Signing off. Off the leash.